Hunk. My name is Jordan Wonders, and this week I'm your chunk. I'm Doge, and everyone keeps telling me how my story is supposed to go. Nah, I'm gonna chunk my own thing. I'm thinking I'm back. That's what it felt like to me. <laughs> I'm Carter, and Miles, being Spider-Man is a sacrifice. You have a chunk between saving one person and saving every world. Mmm. Dang. Mm. Stakes were a bit high in the movie. They certainly were. They certainly they were. intense. A touch high. So who was the hunk? I don't know if I caught that. Uh, I think none of us said it. None of us said it. That's weird. There's a hunk vacancy. That means it must go to everybody. And this is kind of the everybody that's like a bigger. Hopefully you feel the weight of when I say that everybody. Because that everybody was like a lot of people. So a lot of people from our it's like Discord the same over in Patreon that wants to be a cat. Everybody, the mm. same everybody that wants to be a cat wanted if, to if watch. Is, it, is it a body included in this inclusive everybody? All of them. We had the Brooke Bailey. We had Yee Yee. We had Sheldon. We had Cam. We had Riley. We had Joseph Glass. We had the name of them all. Doge was there. I, I was there. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> I wasn't there, so I can't help you. Phil Hill you know was what? there. I put a message. Yeah. We had our little block. It was really cool to have like a block of the theater that was just us and the Chunkies. That was like just really special. There was one point as credits were getting ready to roll that I leaned over and was just having moments with Doge of like, this is so awesome that these people yeah, are it was here. it's fun. I can't believe this is we also had We also had Dude My Bad there. Dude My Bad was also there. I'm looking at the message I put in Discord that said, drop a spider emoji if you'll be joining us tomorrow. And some of you folks didn't RSVP properly via <gasps> emoji. Do my oh, bed, Ryan. But that's okay. That's okay. People brought their friends. That was so fun. Yeah. It their was a good time. And Thanks to everybody for coming out. Yeah. Thanks. We'll do that again for Asteroid City. Oh, please. Here in a bit. Yeah. I'd love yeah. That. New director, Wes Anderson. Uh, in Wes Anderson. Film. Debut. I can't wait to see how Wesley uh, does. Do you think his full name is Wesley? Wesselton. Um, Here's the thing. He's got Wesselton vibes. Yeah, Wesselton. Uh, His name is Wester. We're not talking about a movie theater. We're talking about a movie. And that movie Mm. is brand new, fresh, hot off the presses. Don't touch it. Still steaming. Going to burn your fingies. But that movie is known as... Spider-Man across the Spider-Verse. It did feel like it needed. It did feel like it needed an echo. Thank you. That that brought it home for me as well. Doge, I need a synopsis across the Spider-Verse. This synopsis has no author, which of course means it came from one of Spot's many holes. Miles Morales catapults across the multiverse where he encounters a team of spider people charged with protecting its very existence. When the heroes clash on how to handle a new threat, 
Miles must redefine what it means to be a hero. Mm. And how. I did just and think how. of the SNL announcer when we have all of our Spider-Mans just back in, like constantly. The rest of the movie's like, Spider-Man, 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 <laughs> and Spider-Man. Like just 200 times or however many Spider-Mans and ladies we had. With musical guest, Spider-Man. <laughs> <laughs> Toon Link. Um <clears throat> Captain Falcon, <laughs> let's commit to 10 minutes. Yeah, I mean, it's like, how do you of spoiler, spoiler free, free into the Spider-Verse? Discussy. 10 minutes. We'll talk about, we'll talk about tone then. Let's talk The tone. tone of this movie was extremely impressive to me. Yeah. Uh, this, is, this is a movie that felt like it was equally for me, uh, nearly, nearly three decades trod upon this planet, and also for kids. Yeah. Uh, this is like to me one of the the most interesting examples of like perfectly threading the needle and understanding the target audience. Yeah, uh, that I've seen in a long time. Super great. Yeah, um, I would say that. So this movie was so Spider Man, so deeply Spider Man that I feel like as somebody fairly probably more versed in Spider Man than the average person, so many things were still going over my head that I was like leaving the theater and like looking up like, what, what was that? Who was that person? Yeah. What was that thing? Yeah. That's why we should uh, have seen yeah. that one together. Jordan, I could have helped you out there. I know I'm, I'm devastated that I wasn't there, but Carter was actually letting everybody know in the, the theater. Yeah. He was like, so what happens is they get eaten by a spider and then they shoot webs from their, <laughs> when the spider poops <laughs> them out, they got powers. Yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. I don't know. I just thought it was, so clearly written by the same crew, which I know is not a high bar, but I, I just loved that it was so much still a love letter to Spider-Man yeah. and to just kind of superheroes mm-hmm. in general, but also maintained the humor and the lightheartedness of the first movie as well. I was really impressed with the tonal match. You know, when, yeah. when, when, it, when you follow something so awesome, it can be a little scary mm-hmm. stepping into the next one. Um, yeah. And I think that's... I think that's impressive. No. Um, the tone did remind me of the Iron Giant a little bit, where it's uh, not necessarily in content, but just in terms of like, if this was live action, I don't think the script, like I don't think a single line of dialogue in the script would change. Like I, I don't think, you know what I mean? Yeah. It it works equally as well. Yeah. It's not using animation as a crutch. It's an intentional stylistic choice, right. which, is which is why it's so very evident watching yeah. this movie. Yeah. I think There's, that... Go ahead. I was just going to say, I don't know if it's technically a genre. It's not the kind of genre that would show up on IMDb or Flickster or something, but superhero movies are probably the deepest dive we've had on this podcast. We've, we've yeah. reviewed every new, yeah. almost every new superhero movie for the last five, six, seven years. And DC there's a lot that I've learned from you guys and a lot of things that I knew from the start about characters. And Spider-Man is one of those seminal, like one of the superheroes, but yeah, One sure. of the biggest themes of Spider-Man in general, <clears throat> and, you, and and the great thing about Into the Spider-Verse and Across the Spider-Verse is you can't say about Peter Parker anymore because there's just so many new uh, facets of that, is just overall thoughtfulness. We've already said things like tone, but there is, you know when you're doing Spider-Man right, and it's pretty clear, right? And so it's been yeah, yeah. looking at what the past five, six Spider-Man movies have been like some of the best yeah. superhero movies. 
that we've had over like nothing the last below decade. 90% on Rotten Tomatoes since Spider Man Homecoming. Yeah. Wow. Wild. So since 2017, every Spider Man movie's been at least a 90%. And if you take Homecoming out of the equation, everyone's been at least like a 93 or higher. Yeah. Wow. And I just want yeah. to say, yeah, we, we talk about the crew that are making these Into the Spider-Verse movies. And from what I understand, there wasn't too many changes in terms of production. It seemed like it. Yeah. Is like that, that, ki- that kind of pressure, like to do well, like it doesn't feel like they feel it. And in a genre, if we're still talking about superhero movies, how, you know, you walk into Guardians 3 and you're just, you're just preparing, you're wincing, right? And then it can mm-hmm. surprise you that it ends up being better than you thought to go into a Spider-Man movie, but still be, be still be so confident that it's going to go well. Yeah, that's yeah. an anomaly. 100%. That's pretty wild. Yeah, for but sure. you walk in and you're like, "This watching. is going to be like, great." I'm not nervous at all. Yeah, what a wonderful yeah. movie experience yeah. that is in theaters to just man, just it's like you knew the head chef, and you're like, "Just go for it." I'm so excited to see what you do today. Yeah, yeah really I will cool. say as a little bit of a dangling uh, reason to continue past shout announcements. I and and hear me say, this is less serious than it sounds, but I I'm a little torn on this movie, actually. Yeah, there yeah. are there are elements of it that I really loved, and there is one element in particular that I absolutely hated, and I would love to camp out on that particular element. Yeah, yeah, I've got a I've got a few thoughts uh, that I'm st- I think I'm still sifting through. Like I'm an active debate mode in my head about this movie yeah. because um yeah. you know for for to keep it spoiler free just for those listening um it's really excellent like you you should absolutely see this movie but there there was some stuff that I didn't know about it that really tainted this experience for me like hey it is it is we'll say this is not a spoiler this is part 1 this is uh, originally titled Across the Spider-Verse Part 1. They changed the title. The next one is called Beyond the Spider-Verse. It comes out next March. But this is a Part 1. Lots of folks did not know that going into this movie. I would be one of them. I I, I did. Yeah. I got a quick heads up the day I was going to see it from my brother. But uh, And we'll talk about it. That's, that's at the heart of a lot of my issues. I didn't know that it was part one until yeah. the day of, and I didn't know how part one it was going to it's be. Extremely so we'll, part one. We'll, we'll talk about it. Um, but yeah, I think it, I'm just still working through how I feel. When we left the theater, I was really down on it. <laughs> like we left and I was like, really? Yeah. We left the theater and I was like, I don't know about this one, man. It, it, mm-hmm. But then about an hour later, I was like, you know what? Hold on. I, I need to, I need to evaluate yeah. this movie for what it is, not what I thought it was going to be. Mm-hmm. And, um, so I think from an objective, like film, from a movie standpoint, because after the spoiler section, I think we're going to talk about how we feel about every part of it. And sure. we're going to get really subjective from an objective movie standpoint. I do think Into the Spider-Verse is a better movie. I do think Across the Spider-Verse is still going to nab the best animated picture Oscar. Sure. I still I still can't imagine something coming out because Elemental is not going to do it. I still think this is going to be... The no, the Oscar for best animated picture. This yeah, year. I would say I would say that from a technical and filmmaking perspective, there is yeah. literally not a fault to find with this movie. <laughs> right, there yeah. is. It's the best looking, one of the best looking animated movies I've ever seen. And um, again, like they did it again. <clears throat> right. Yes. Totally. Yeah. Full credit to them. And um, there's there are moments in this movie that they play with animation styles interacting with each other. That, well, we'll like, talk about that shatters my brain a little bit. Yeah, um, 
And it's, it's so impressive. So yeah, I mean, hear me say this, go see this. I mean, if you're, if you're yeah. holding out for some reason, definitely go see it. Even if you are concerned about the sort of part oneness of it, it is worth your time and worth a watch. This is a pretty unbelievable movie and people are going to be talking about it for quite a while. And you need to see it to see uh, beyond the Spider-Verse next, what, March, April? Yeah, March. Yeah. Thank goodness. I'm glad it's not like a three-year wait. I'm yeah. glad we're hot on the tail of this yeah, movie for sure. with, with the sequel because it needed it. Um, so I'm I really want to start talking about spoilers. <laughs> do you guys do have it. anything if else for the non-spoiler this, section? Uh, just if you haven't seen this, go back to your home dimension now. Yeah, because we're going to start yeah. hopping dimensions and we're going to jump into spoiler the, to the into the spoiler into the spoiler verse. So yeah, if you're I, if you're in the shower trying to not slip on the floor to go hit your pause button, I'm going to, you know, we're going to give you 20 seconds or so here to run that. over there. Also, if you listen to us in the shower, don't tell me that <laughs> when you meet me in person no, at the I theater. Know. That's a that's a that's a something I don't like to know about. You, I tell, know. you can say that person's name. They're going to know who they are that we're talking about right now. No, I need them to live with their <laughs> It's their decision. <laughs> it's you. their decision if they want to expose their great shame. I love world. that you can listen to us anywhere if you're asking me. I've always thought Same. we're a more aquatic podcast. I agree. I think we sound better with water. <laughs> let's talk. Let's talk spoilies. I'll super dump. Oh, go. Dump on them then. It's really my only complaint. And that's that's why I'm so torn and why I'm still like sort of sifting through the way that I feel because I... I when spider bite people, they die. Yeah. They don't become it's not power. Real. It's not real. They don't yeah, become power. That's and weird. it's just, I've tried to say that every time I see one of these, they don't become power. They become die. That's my they super dump is that They're Miles dead. isn't doing his homework. Yeah. Um, no, <laughs> I, it's weird because I think that this movie is a 10 outside of this thing, but this is a pretty big thing for me. This movie is too much of a part one of a two part series <laughs> to the point where it's not that nothing happens. It's that only setup happens with every mm. single storyline except for Gwen and her dad. That is the only storyline story that is resolved in any fashion whatsoever in this entire movie. And I, man, I left the theater really struggling with this part of it. I, Cause I, I loved so much about this movie, but this movie is basically all rising action. And I understand that I'm also talking about the two towers here. Yeah. Could you really say that about in fellowship <laughs> was the last time I sure. felt like this, you know, they sure. just like looking over middle. I Earth felt like this just done. I felt like this leaving Dune, leaving Dune part one, a year and a half ago, yeah. where it's just like, Oh wow. Now the story can start. Can I tell you what the difference is though? In which one specifically? Both of in those. all three of those. Yeah. Okay. I yeah. knew that Dune was Dune part one. Yeah. Okay. And I knew that, Fellowship had two more books after it. Yeah. How about Infinity War? I knew that there was going to be an endgame afterwards. So I'm watching Infinity War knowing yeah. that I'm not getting payoff for a while. Yeah. So I think that's why I'm struggling with this. Yeah, right? it makes because sense why you're, just, you need time too. You're yeah. just shocked. Yeah, sure. Yes. Yeah, sure. So I'm re that's why I'm struggling so much with this because I think once the context settles in my brain and the dust settles a little bit and I'm able to go, this is just yeah. Infinity War. This is just... Fellowship, this is just Dune part one. I really think this problem I have with this movie is going to go away. So that that's why so I'm yeah, all- Because I didn't have a problem because I knew that. They they announced this as the two-part conclusion to Spider-Verse, the two-part sequel to Spider-Verse. It's been referred to as 
Across the Spider-Verse Part 1, Part 2 for a long time. Then they just changed the title of the second one a couple of months ago. Yeah. Right. So I think, yeah, that's that's maybe just a bit of like, I don't know. I can see somebody having the same reaction to Infinity War. They're like, heck yeah, Avengers 100%. 3. Having no idea Avengers 4 is coming a year later. And then going, wait, they all died? What a weird Avengers movie. 100%. Yeah, I, that's, why, that's why I'm struggling so much with it. Because it is yeah. so Part 1 that it sort of feels like it's the quintessential part one of a two-part thing where it's like, yes. if you stop here, you nothing happens. Yeah. Yeah. All of it. And and by the way, what it's setting up, everything it's set up, I cannot wait. I know. To I see am payoff. extremely excited I am for so the like pumped for the payoff of all the, of these things. Then it did the it well. Spiders versus they did do versus, it well. Yeah. Yeah. Ugh. That's why I'm Here's so weirdly too, torn not, on this, ugh. dude. You know, when when the the nucleus of a really good franchise is how thoughtful it is. It is tough to think about the business outside of the business of movie making. Right. But also with this cliffhanger, they're giving people about almost a year. Come on, catch yeah, on up. We're going to talk yeah. about it. Let's talk yeah. about well, it. You know, and I, I love the, if, I love, it didn't even feel risky to me. It no. felt old school to me. It felt like, yo, yeah, it did. But now it's the, it's old school, on steroids, because there's a keen awareness of the context and the environment that you have to wait in a world where you don't have to wait, right anymore. Yeah. And if you do, yeah. it's a week. Yeah. Well, for the next and like we've talked about show. a couple of live action examples of that stuff. When has animation ever done that? I can't think of any, dude. Yeah. I really can't. That's the impressive thing to me is that they're playing with the genre conventions of like blockbuster cinema and superhero cinema in particular, mm-hmm. confidently in an animated style. I've, it's yeah. just. I don't know. It's continues to be groundbreaking. Yeah. The, I, I think if I could boil my super dump down to just one thought, just to, just to land my plane here and be yeah. done. Cause I don't really have much negative to say about this movie at all. I think it's really, really fantastic, but because of the part oneness of it, I really felt like it was missing the emotional center that into the spider verse had for me. Yes. I definitely agree with that. <clears throat> I was so emotionally invested, so emotionally distraught. I cried it into the spider. I mean, it was a beautiful movie done so well. And the only emotional center here is Gwen and her dad, which I appreciated. Yeah. But yeah. we're it was all set up for what's going to, I think, yeah. destroy me in part. That's what three. I was gonna say. Yeah. It's not a bold prediction yeah. to say, dude, you know, you're gonna get to the end I of know it, beyond the spider-verse and be like, okay. I know it. I get it. Yeah. I know it. I just yeah. crushing. I think I just wanted, I think I wanted more yeah. emotional payoff in this movie going in, even yes. finding out like two hours before it started that it's a part one. It's funny that in my mind, it takes digging to remember that two weeks ago, we reviewed another cliffhanger <laughs> that was like, the, it's no, it's only yeah. parts, right? And it was like, oh, yeah. and the car's crashing down and the water from the dam is going to crush them. And like, what do we do? <laughs> But it is like, it is something about like, that's such a different world. That's oh, a world yeah, that I'm already yeah. expecting that yeah. all the time. I do want to say, what well, we're talking about kind of the themes of like unexpected endings, endings, question mark, is spoiler here because it's a spoiler half of things. I don't think you were, I don't know, John Wick 4. We watched John Wick 4 together and something happens at the end of John Wick 4 that surprised me in a way that took me time to appreciate it because I was just sad. I was just distraught, but it was because yeah. the story was told so well. I didn't, yeah. I, I was going yeah. in thinking we're going to make 20 of these and then ending being like, is there even another one? 
which there has been confirmed that yeah, they are making worry, another it's an one. active development. But yeah, it's just it's so interesting when when we take risks like this. And of course, this yeah. production team did this. Like yeah. Because they they have the gumption to know they can pull it off and there's nothing yeah. we can do about it and they know they can do yeah. it well. So, yeah. I get it. Talking though. about the business, <laughs> yeah. talking about the I'm business behind the business. Yeah. Uh, I would love to super dump right now because this is the only negative thing I have to say about this. Every live action element in this movie actively makes the movie worse for me because Sony is continuing to do their is this MCU? Is this not MCU right. thing? And that is extremely grating to me. It's right. the exact same thing as Michael Keaton playing a vulture, but not the vulture. Yeah in the post credit scene of Morbius, whenever uh, Miguel O'Hara, like I, I'm even fine with, if you want to have Donald Glover voice a version of the Prowler, that's fine. But having it live action, that's only in the movie because the kinds of people that are going to pick up on the fact that Donald Glover played a character named Aaron Davis, who's not named in Homecoming, credited as Aaron Davis in Homecoming, who is now in this, in a Prowler costume. Right. That exists only to generate articles on Screen Rant to get people to click and say, uh, Across the Spider-Verse is secretly in the, in the MCU. Yeah. When Miguel O'Hara says, this is everything, and then this is the web of everything that, uh, of all the spider people that are connected. He says, this is everything, and we show the vision of, the visual of the multiverse that we've seen in the MCU a couple of times now. Uh, and they're, Sony keeps doing this thing yeah. where they're trying to generate articles like yeah. secretly set in the MCU and you didn't know. Yeah. And this is clearly not because we don't show Peter Parker. We don't show our Peter Parker, the MCU Peter Parker. We don't show Tom Holland. We show the ones that Sony owns, but not the one that Marvel owns. We give the MCU its improper universe designation because the difference in the, in the multiverse in the MCU and the multiverse here in the Spider-Verse, we're talking about the MCU universe uh, in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, we refer to that universe as Earth 616, which is the mainline Marvel universe in the comics, which means that in the MCU, the comic universe does not exist. This is a live action version of the 616 universe. Right. In Across the Spider-Verse, we refer to it by its old designation before we started the multiverse stuff as Earth 199999, like a bunch of nines. 199999, I think. Yes, which means that it is, is a live action universe that exists separate from the 616 universe. It's not an adaptation. It's another universe in the multiverses, sure. which works less well for me. But they they give it the improper universe designation because they're not in the loop with Marvel, but they're trying to pretend that they're also in this yeah. multiverse saga with Marvel. It's just, it's a parasitic relationship. Is it on that the different than including the Insomniac Spider-Man in this though? Like it, it is because they're, not trying to, to me, because Sony's trying to to leech off of the success of the MCU, because I don't think anybody's writing an article that says Across the Spider-Verse is secretly set in the Insomniac universe. I think that everybody, that we're going to see a plethora of articles, Across the Spider-Verse has secret MCU connections you didn't know about. And it's just, it's Isn't so the point, cynical though, that all and the marketing. universes exist? It is, but I think having them live action... Uh, and like going to to the the convenience store from Venom, I didn't even that's realize like one of what spots. that was until after the movie. Yeah, that's from that. Venom. That's one of Spot's first places that he goes, and it's just it's the continued. Yeah, I don't know, man. I'm it's it's exhausting to me. Sure, I'm like, yeah, I get it, that. we're also MCU. I get yeah, that. I had a 
different issue with it, but that's just because I wasn't as educated on canon. Uh, but like just in terms of, so my super dump is that we did include any kind of like real life person. I think Into yeah. the Spider-Verse has been continually unique and creative that a way, in a way that I have never seen ever. While it still gets to wear genre superhero, it, or, or, uh, the genres of like animated superhero movie, right? Sure. And it's doing yeah. all these things that I've never seen before. It did about 28 of them in this movie times three. You know, and I, to see Tobey Maguire, to see Andrew Garfield, to see even, you know, Glover was weird. And it, it felt too much yeah. like something else. Into the Spider-Verse, the Spider-Verse is not meant to feel like anything else to me. Outside right, of story right. beats, outside of the thoughtfulness of who Spider-Man is and all of its iterations. When we did this, all of a sudden I felt like it was Roger Rabbit or Space Jam. Yes. yes. Or and well, it was the just the thing is too, like if we want to include those real people, like the second that I saw the principal of Miles' school, I was like, that's probably Rachel Dratch. Yeah. Because she it looks like Rachel Dratch, and it is. So like even if we have a that's what I was animated say. version of Donald Glover and animated yes, Andrew fine. Garfield or Tom Yeah, it'll work just fine. Because you can animate them, you can do whatever you want. Make it make it look a little bit different. I mean you can even make yeah. it look like a newspaper cutout. I don't care. Like it's gonna sure. work in yeah. this world. Sure. But yeah, the fact that we just ripped scenes from something else felt more lazy than creative or more interesting. Yes. Because especially too, we've already had well done reveals of Andrew Garfield and Tobey yeah, Maguire in yes, a Spider-Man yeah. movie yes. that should yep. never have even been touched. I think even if I saw them animated, maybe it wouldn't have bothered me yeah. as much, but it was like, why on earth? Because you're sure. doing your own thing and you're trailblazing with this series. Why would you even reference yeah. something that did an aspect of it better than you can? So. Sure, if you want to have them in, have them animated in their Spider-Man suits, give them lines, like just a scene of them when they're chasing Miles. Like, didn't we just do this? Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. That's, that to me, like if you want to include them, I don't know, man. It's like that, I had no fatigue for the concept of a Spider-Verse right. <laughs> before. And then seeing those live actions, I was like, oh, is this actually the only Spider-Man story we know how to it, tell anymore? It, in the comics, yes. it certainly is. The inclusion of real life scenes or real people, I don't know what, what to say, cheapens, cheapens animation with something that is becoming yep. like a champion for animated movies. Yeah, Can you imagine yeah. if we brought a cartoon into the MCU right. out of right. nowhere? Because there's multiverses right. now. Even in Doctor Strange, we didn't really have cartoons, did we? No, because it's like that they're not meant to live together. Why on earth would we right. even? Because that this? begs the question of like, but you when, can put it in an anime. Miles movie, looks at the world. That? Yeah, when Miles looks at the world, does he see a cartoon or does he see no? A world I need that to looks believe that Miles' world is mine too. That Miles right. can come yeah. see me, and trust me, my my brain can come up with more imaginative, creative ways of interacting with Miles Morales than you having to make him feel like the little Italian mouse that showed up on Ed Sullivan. 80 years ago, right. you know, <laughs> right, right, right. Totally. <laughs> well, let's, uh, let's, let's take a break. Let's head to shout announcements. We'll come back with some more delicious Spider-Man takes. Yeah. Welcome to shout announcements. This is part of the show where we get shouts and make announcements. I bet you couldn't tell for the first that it was Carter, but it is. I'm a master impersonator. I'm not Jordan. Wow. 
The man of a thousand voices. Jordan had to jump into another universe. He'll be right back. He's just trying to, you know, make ends meet. Uh, We have the next movie that we'll be reviewing on this podcast as we keep with our summer theme of doing these new flicks will be Asteroid City, the next Wes Anderson uh, movie. It looks fun. We've got some introductions here of people he's never had before. I think anytime you have a cast that is pretty common and then you add new new yeah. flavors like a Steve Carell like a Tom Hanks 100%. it's always fun to me. I have a yeah. I have a theory that we didn't we don't see Jeff Goldblum in the trailers. I've got a theory he's the alien. It seems pretty obvious. Oh, guaranteed. I think he's an alien in real life, so that's yeah. perfect. Shouldn't be tough for him to play it's that It's perfect. Role. But we're going to have uh really the best way to find out where we're going to be is going to be the announcements that we do over in Discord over in Patreon. We'll let you know yeah. Uh, which of the Alamo draft houses or, you know, when Oppenheimer comes out, maybe we try and find IMAX. Uh, don't tell Ooh, Tom Cruise, uh, but we're going to try and find an <laughs> IMAX screen possibly for some of these movies, but head over to discord. That's that $5 tier for Patreon to where you can come hang out with us. And then we've got the $3 tier for the extra episodes that we had a, we had a, a bonus episode come out recently. Didn't we do? Yeah. Dungeons and dragons is out. And uh, we, we, wrote a little bit of custom music for that and it makes me just want to go on a real quest yes. so if you want to go on a quest with us hop over to patreon and listen to that dungeons and dragons episode please dozers and dragons mike Rowe here with a few thoughts on my favorite sweatshirt a classic zip-up hoodie that used to be navy blue but has since faded to what the fashionistas call a distressed indigo it's 13 years old soft as a flannel bathrobe and after a few hundred dirty jobs demonstrably and undeniably indestructible. This is the kind of sweatshirt girlfriends like to permanently borrow, but I've held on to this one because I got it from American Giant. American Giant makes all their stuff right here in the USA so they can control every link in their own supply chain. That matters because when you buy American Giant, you not only get great quality, you create jobs for people in factory towns all over the country. No pressure, but... If you give a damn about the business of making things in America, you got to support the companies who are doing it right. Go to American-Giant.com slash Mike to get 20% off your first order. That's American-Giant.com slash Mike. We're back to the show. We're back. And I know he listens, so I do just want to say I am very happy that Donald Glover was in this movie. I just wish I hadn't seen his his body real human his human face and body but it is interesting that he finally is full circle in this because donald glover was campaigning for the role of spider-man in 2008 or 9 when they canceled toby mcguire and they were going to reboot studio ended up going with andrew garfield uh, but because he was so vocally for the role he ended up wearing spider-man pajamas in the season two premiere of community brian michael bendis saw him in those pajamas and decided to create to write Miles Morales, Donald Glover voiced Miles Morales in his first cartoon appearance, uh, and then now is full circle playing the Prowler, playing Miles' uncle here in Spider-Verse. Even though he was really full circle playing that role in Homecoming in 2017, he's even fuller circle here yeah. now. So yeah. that is cool. That's a, a cool little circle. bit of behind-the-scenes stuff. Yeah. yeah. I no, love that. really cool. Uh, another thing I did want to say real quick and was almost my super dump, but I want to run it by you guys because you have better ears, technically, for mixing. The opening credits when we had Gwen playing the drums yes, and talking, bad. didn't really know what she was saying. That was yeah, an was extremely tough. bad mix. Okay. 
uh, people have been like pretty, pretty universally across the board. People have been complaining about that so much so that Phil Lord has issued a statement like telling people, hey, check with your theater before your screening. Make sure they're playing it at a reference level of seven or 7.5 and they're not turning it down. And to me, it's just like, man, if you've got to issue that kind of day one patch for your yeah. movie, you should mix that differently. Yeah. Like that's the equivalent of that that episode of Game of Thrones where the Night King got to Winterfell and everybody was like, it's too dark on my TV. Yeah. And the cinematographer doubled down and was like, well, on my reference monitor, it's totally fine. Okay, but in my pitch on a reference my monitor. black room with my perfect yeah. HDR. It's in my colorist suite. It looks great. Well, okay, that's not what people are watching on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that that's a a pretty serious quibble. Is that that opening voiceover is unintelligible? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, well, I feel like I I feel like I put two and two there. together. I feel like I got it, but sure. It's also it also feels like we just had Gwen play drums because it's cool, which I'm fine with. But it just feels like it's sort of like what's a cool sure. thing people do? They play drums. Oh, sp- I mean, in the comics, Spider Gwen is a drummer in a punk rock. Oh, is band. she really? Yeah. Okay, I had no idea. There you go. Yep, yep. The 2015 run of Spider Gwen uh, is actually where we get a lot of that watercolor style too, uh, with the like super cool. like vertical smear backgrounds I and really stuff, which that. is going to be my super pump. The colors okay. in Spider Gwen's dimension uh, and like that animation style, I feel like is this movie's equivalent of the last movie animating our characters on on twos, except and then doing on ones when they're swinging on mm-hmm. webs and stuff. Uh, I've just never seen something like that, like the watercolor style of Gwen's world in animation before. Oh, it was beautiful. It, it looks beautiful in motion. Pretty incredible. It's incredible. And the way that we play with color, like how it's all pink and super like blue and cold. And then when she hugs her dad, there's that explosion of like orange mm-hmm. and yellow mm-hmm. out from them. It's mm-hmm. just really, really incredible. Thought that Spider-Gwen was at her coolest in this movie. Yeah. And that- Haley her- Steinfeld was- so Excellent. Good. So good. Yeah. Yeah. All, Surprising no all one. Of the voice which is amazing. There's not a knock yes. against any voice acting. Actually, can we talk about Jason Schwartzman as Spot for just a minute? Um, yeah. Is Spot a real Spider Man villain? Spot is a real Spider Man villain, often used as a villain of the week. Yeah. Like, like a punchline, no, basically. There's, there's not really any over, like, huge arcs with Spot as a villain. Spot is usually the guy who's robbing a convenience store that Spider-Man has to stop on his way to not be late for something. He's big wheel. Uh, yeah. And so like the, the nod to that, like the treatment of spot to be like, no, this guy actually is a huge multiversal threat was really great. Yeah. On, on top Absolutely of that, love that, Jason Schwartzman, when spot first shows up and he's kind of a punchline, Jason Schwartzman was really funny. That was the point. Yeah. Spot yeah. was hilarious. The vibes were great. They were high. And I was waiting for us to move on from Spot and move on to what the real threat was going to be. Yeah. And then they double down and Spot becomes the real threat. And Jason Schwartzman gets a little sinister in the way he talks and a little intense. He was excellent. He's so good, dude. That was my super pump. Yeah. Spot as a whole. Okay. Because of the surprise. Because that's one of the things that the Spider-Verse does really well, too, is kind of give you twists. Because, you know, I didn't know. To find out, like... Doc Ock was Catherine Hahn's character. You know, it's like, oh, there's yeah, right. a lot of different yeah. things about right. this universe. But to have Spot, just like you've said, is so unassuming. It's like, oh, you know, villain of the week. And then he's like the big bad. And then also, though, feels capable of beating as many Spider-Men that exist. Yeah. Because I yep. at, at this point, it's like the only weakness is like he's, you know, a little bit... uh 
crazy. It's just like he can't even handle his yeah, own right. power kind of vibes. Right. Yeah. Um, but it for totally him going that from different thing. universes to make himself stronger. And yeah. then you realize like, yeah. oh, this guy was working in the lab. He's not stupid. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. And it's and it was yeah. sad. And it was he it, it was. felt when they show his transformation, I was like, this feels like torture. Like how miserable you hit me with a yeah. bagel. Must this be? Yeah. But for them too, like what a way for this animation style to flex with a villain. Hundred For someone yes. who just yes. keeps like showing up. Can you imagine being a part of the crew? And it might be the crew that does all of it, but I like to think that there's 10,000 people that help make this movie. That's like, hey, we've got to make this make sense still. If his leg goes here, that means his foot comes out here. If it, yeah. you know, it, it felt like all of that stuff yeah. worked. And anytime he was that. on screen, I loved it. When he goes nega spot, dude, it yeah. looks amazing. It looks it so looks bizarre. like a kid's so scribble cool. uh, yeah. doodle, yeah. like in school, where it's like just fill it in real quick with the pencil, and then call. I mean, his yeah. lines are a little out, off, and he's got yeah. like little specks of where they didn't fill it in all the way. I don't know. He yeah. looks. Uh, it it's one of the coolest looking. He does. He yeah, does. it feels I mean, like yeah. the only way to beat him is for Thor to be like, "What about your daughter?" Right, and then he's just like, "Oh, that's <laughs> yeah. right. I'm not yeah. a world eater anymore." You know, it's like I don't know. Yeah, it's I have no idea what it. It does feel like be. Thanos after Infinity War. Yep. I'm just like I don't know how they're going to stop him. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, very much. And the way that they because that's as far as I'm aware, really nothing like Spot's backstory in the comics. Sure. Uh, but the fact that they like are able to create this, it feels very similar to like the Steve Ditko, Stan Lee era of Spider-Man, where it's like every villain has either a connection to. Peter or to Spider-Man mm-hmm. like there's some sort of personal vendetta the Raimi movies did this really extremely well uh, but having that personal connection to Spider-Man slash Miles mm-hmm. as Spot's primary motivator he's not just I definitely thought guy of who wants yeah it's like incredible. Vulture and and yeah I guess just everybody it's like you made yeah me. anytime it's conflicting yeah. if I can have just an ounce that's kind of for the villain a little bit man I get that you shouldn't handle it this way, yeah. mm-hmm. but I get that, man. Feel what you feel, but don't don't break things. You know, yeah. it's yeah, <laughs> really well done. My, I almost made this my super pump, but I've I decided I think last night on a different super pump. But I do want to talk very briefly about Miguel O'Hara, who is incredible, so cool. Yeah. <laughs> it hurts me physically. He, his movements, his powers, the way that he. Is Oscar Isaac? Yeah. It's yep. all almost too much to handle. <laughs> and when when he is mad at Miles, I was like, "Don't make him mad. He's scary. He's kind yeah. of a yeah. vampire a little bit. He's gonna to make like him. a head so, of all of these Spider Men. I know. Like it had to be somebody yeah. who was this. Yeah, you know, the vampire really thing well. is extremely interesting because in the comics, the reason that we have these Spider Verse events is because of a character called Morlun. Uh, he's like a an interdimension, interdimensional vampire who feeds on spiders. Basically, everybody that has spider power is a what's called a spider totem. And it's extremely stupid, extremely comic booky. But basically, a, a Spider-Verse team is assembled to stop Morlun, who's hopping from universe to universe, eating the spider uh, from that universe. And so having Oscar Isaac, having Spider-Man 2099 be slightly vampiric unless mm-hmm. that's something in regards to Miguel O'Hara that I'm not familiar with. I think I wasn't familiar with we it. might, you think he's so about might be a spoiler a year from now. I think we're going to get a reveal that that Ooh. Spider-Man 2099 is not actually uh, like when he says he went to the universe and, and killed that spider. That was the real 2099. 
when he says that spider died. And this is Morlun, who's taken that shape mm. and is now assembling this team of spiders so that he can eat them. And like eat their essence or whatever. I also think there's a chance that it's that, but a little simplified, and just Miguel O'Hara became corrupted or something. I, sure, I, I think exactly. It's that. some version of Morlun. I sure. think. Love it. Um, I I think that first. Okay, so Ben Riley mm-hmm. was at Andy Samberg. Was Andy Samberg? I did yeah. not realize <laughs> that until he's in the alley talking to himself out loud. Yeah, and I leaned over to Callie. I was like, I think is this that's the Andy Samberg? Is this the moody? Yeah. He's like Scarlet the, Spider the with the emo. torn yeah, blue yeah. hoodie. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so he's is he the one that's in Houston in the comics? That is Kane Parker, another clone of Peter. Okay. That's right. Uh, Kane is more of a failed clone of Peter. Ben is a perfect clone of Peter who believed himself to be the real Peter and for a while was canonically the real Peter. And the Peter that we've been following since the 60s was actually the clone of Ben. Oh my gosh. It's stupid. The clone saga is widely regarded as one of the worst moments in comic books yeah, sure. in the so early 90s. Broken. But I think Scarlet Spider is super cool, and I love the torn blue hoodie over that red jumpsuit. I just think he looks awesome, and Andy Samberg was perfect for that role. Yeah. yeah. At, while we're on the subject of the other spiders, Obi, I do, I do want to say, I'm a little bummed that we didn't get the the B cast of Into the Spider Verse until like the last few seconds. Now I'm hoping that means that we're squatted up for Beyond yeah. Spider Verse. That's what I'm hoping it yeah. means. I think it does. But they're one of the best parts of Into the Spider-Verse, so not having them felt a little empty to me. Yeah, I think we'll we'll get Nick Cage for sure. I mean, Penny was sort of in it, sort for of not in it. We'll definitely second, get yeah. her more in the second one. Mulaney was <laughs> a little busy probably <laughs> when they were making this movie. So, uh, now that he's back out on the back out on the town, I think we'll probably get Mulaney again yeah, for the next I'm one. I'm sure. I'm sure. Okay. Uh, I'd like to super pump. Do it. Please. Then. Let's say something positive about this movie for once. My super pump is maybe just as complicated as my super dump, but uh, I mean it with my full chest here. It's what they have set up for Miles to go through. When the scene where they're explaining to him, this is just how it happens. First of all, I love the canon events thing. I love it. I think it's a fantastic yeah, story beat. That's great. But when they're explaining- When they him, called like, it ASM, ASM 90 or ASM 50, mm-hmm. whatever that was, it's the issue of Amazing Spider-Man that Captain Stacy dies. Really? Uh-huh. That's so interesting. Wow. That's really cool. I, I think it's it's so interesting what they set up. It's so unique what they set up. But then when they reveal to Miles that he is an anomaly and that he's not even supposed to be a Spider-Man and the fact that he is a Spider-Man is like wrong. I love the idea that he is potentially the only Miles. Like, yeah. He is the only Miles that is a Spider-Man. You know, there's a bunch of Peters. There's probably several Gwens. There's different whatever, but there's only one Miles. And I can already feel the like well of emotions that's going to burst through me in part three when the only Miles is the only one that can handle this business. The only one that can take all this down. And it's going to A, wreck me, and B, make me very emotional and I know I'm going to love it, but just miles is such a well-written strong character. Mm-hmm, and yeah. I, I cannot believe that they have stumbled upon this perfect formula for miles Morales to be so lighthearted yeah. and fun and charming, but also so strong and so yeah. brave. Like when he runs yeah. to save, first of all, Mumbatan was almost my favorite yeah, part incredible. of the entire movie. Absolutely incredible. That Spider-Man is so sick looking. 
I love his yeah. design. I love everything about it. But when when Miles is the only one that goes to save that captain, I got a little taste of that. Like Miles is different. Miles is different. Yeah. He's he's got that OG early Peter Parker, like I will do the right thing, mm-hmm. even if everyone tells me not to. And yeah. I yeah. love it. Oh I feel like such a goodness. big ingredient of that is seeing so much of his relationship with Rio, like with his mom. For sure. I think having yeah, for having sure. her be such big story beats was like because all these things you're describing about him, you're kind of picking up like these are qualities she has. Yeah. Is like, yeah. oh man, this is gonna be tough, right? And then yeah, it's just and of course in Spider-Man, there's there's two big superheroes in my mind that deal with a lot of grief. One of them's Batman and then one of them's Spider-Man. And it's very different ways that they're going through this of like losing people. But yeah, yeah, I the anticipation for just how gut punchy beyond the spider verse is going to be. Yeah. It's going to be, it's like they're setting up so many things that are just going to hurt. I think it's going to be really hard. I don't know what I think. I don't want to call any shots here. It's too early. I'm extremely worried for my, the the ending of the movie with the reveal that he traveled to the wrong universe. That was lampshaded so well. I caught that. That slow burn was incredible. I caught that. And then I was like, okay, maybe that was just a weird, like, I don't know, maybe it was just detecting the spider, but it sent him back to the wrong spot. Mm-hmm. And then just the kind of like slow, uh, slow reveal, I guess, slow burn of him talking to his mom. She's been like, who's Spider-Man? Yeah. Were you at Comics Con? Like, I don't know, man. That was extremely And well then done. second Miles is the Prowler. Yeah. So sick. I yeah. mean, yeah. it's just gonna, I think, I think Beyond the Spider-Verse is gonna be insane. And I'm extremely excited. I am for that. too. Yeah. It'll be Which live action why, too, by the way. I just saw this update. Yeah. Live, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> claymation is what I read. But mm. I think oh, cool. it's made by the same. If, hey, if there was a claymation verse, the claymation verse, that's fine. I was fine with the Lego verse. The Lego verse was awesome. <laughs> I was fine with the 1968 Spider Man cartoon who just did one punch and then swung right past him <laughs> when they're uh-huh. running yeah. from all the spiders. Like every weird, bring me all the weird stuff. The bring meme, me Spider like, Punks. Like, Newspaper clipping yeah, yeah, style. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Spider Punk was yeah. amazing. Daniel Kaluuya. Daniel was Kaluuya. So perfect. Yep. Yes. Uh, if there's not more Jake Johnson in the next movie, I'm gonna uh, cry. Oh, there's scream gonna be cry. Jake. I'm gonna there's scream gonna cry. be Jake Johnson. Also, uh, J.K. Simmons is a multiversal constant. By the yes, way, in every universe, he I love is. That. Uh, J.J. Spider Baby, huge fan. Huge Big fan of Spider Baby. Jessica yeah. Drew, Issa yeah. Rae was perfect for that. Yes. Yep. Yeah, I mean, there's not a voice casting mistake in this movie. Let's be honest. It is flawless. Every voice, every person they chose to be the voice, so good. Um, Man, I, I just think that, I really think it feels unfair that my super dump is what it was because I think it's going to fade as time goes on and I like adjust to the idea, but it's just where I'm at right now. It's Because it's technically that's on you. Yeah, 100%. I think is what makes it feel unfair. 100%. Yeah. It is. It is technically on me, but it is a real problem I have, and I and I do think yeah. that, I do think that when we look at the broad spectrum of the three movies, much like with Infinity War and Endgame, like if I'm only going to watch one, I'm just going to skip Infinity War and watch in. Like if I really want to watch a really mm-hmm. good Avengers movie, I'm just going to watch Endgame because now that I've seen Infinity War once, I know what happens. I want to see the payoff, you know. And so I think mm-hmm. this might suffer long term for that, but. It's just tough, man, because it's such an incredible movie, and it's one of the best animated yeah. movies I've ever seen. Even with my complaints, it's just so good. Yeah. Do we need to take a second to 
a second to Farley before please, we raise. Yeah, please. I kind of feel like I'm already headed that direction. Spectacular Spider-Man was here and had a line. And that is all that I wanted from Spectacular Spider-Man. That is for my money. So that was the, the little short cartoon Spider-Man yeah. voiced by Josh Keaton. Spectacular Spider-Man is for my money the single best version of Spider-Man. Uh, I think even better than the comics. I think that is the clearest, like most pure distillation of what these stories are and what they can mean and what they can be. Uh, I think you can watch it on Disney Plus. Mm. I'm not 100% sure where to watch Spectacular Spider-Man. It's only two seasons long. Uh, It ends on a major cliffhanger because it was supposed to get a third season and then it was a casualty of Disney buying Marvel Mm. and then the television rights for Spider-Man reverting to Disney Channel. Mm. Uh, And it is such a huge bummer um but it is to me up there with with things like the clone wars and uh, avatar the last airbender in terms of just like this is animation that is a must watch animation mm. that's awesome but he was here and he got a line and i am so happy about that they referred to insomniac spider-man as insomniac spider-man out loud they, <laughs> they said did. insomniac yep. <laughs> which is funny um <clears throat> man i while we're while we're did you just, see that that genki was playing spider-man too yeah yeah. yeah, I loved it. While we're just gooshing about this this movie, I don't know that I've seen a prettier animated movie in a long time. I mean, it just oh, yeah. is gorgeous. Unbelievable. To look at. Every shot. There's not a there's not a sh- a wasted visual. Specifically in this Gwen, whole movie. <clears throat> Gwen and her dad when they had scenes. The watercolor y'all talked yeah. about was just so really excellent. Fun to watch because you know, we grow up, we watched like the rotoscoped Anastasia and we had a fun like animated series <laughs> yeah. recently. But I remember like you used to be able to tell what was going to move in the frame. Yeah. Like, okay. Yeah. Well, this is just the backdrop they're using. The, even like Mary Poppins. You're like, okay, well, they, these people don't right. move around. The penguins will dance and whatnot. But yeah, yeah. To just have no idea what's coming. And it's just every, it, it feels like a movie that you could pause at any point and there's just something completely different. Like it has yeah. to be. Yep. Yeah. I think uh hearing Mahershala Ali again as Uncle Aaron yeah. Yeah. confirmed for me, maybe for the first time, but I knew it all along. Just couldn't vocalize it. It was like what a perfect like maybe the perfect voice casting of yeah. Yeah. any animated character. I mean it, it's yeah. It's too good. Yep. Yeah. Brian Tyree Henry as Miles' dad <clears throat> is I mean absolutely excellent. He's just so good. I mean, what? There is not a fault to be found with the casting yeah. or the animation, yeah. which is which is rare, I think, in an animated movie to be able to say yeah. that it's it's flawless front to back. Uh, the shot of Gwen and Miles sitting my, upside my down the under the eve of that building, looking out over New York City, is beautiful. Looks like they're sitting on yeah. like the dock of a lake. That was like our night dive moment of when yeah, Miles agreed. jumps mm-hmm. off and it's like the it, what's up danger, yeah. Agreed. I will say, hold on. This movie did lack that sort of moment for me. It did. It did. I think. I think they're saving that. It's going to hit I even so. harder in. I hope so. In Spider Verse Three, because w- what's up, danger? That line with the. Uh, I mean, I literally you can't see it, but right here is a. You have that poster. A canvas poster. It's it's canvas yeah. on. Uh, it, like it looks painted, and it is miles right side up with New York city above him as he dives in his like homemade suit. Yep. That scene yep. is 
an I have full body chills talking about right. that, by the way. This movie lacked yeah. that. It had some great moments. Yes. I think him running away from all the other Spider-Men had some real pause it mm-hmm. and print it moments to it. But I think yeah. that scene was more about what's up danger was the song, the visuals yeah. and what it meant. Yes. All rolled into one. That's why we get the full body chills. And I don't think this yeah. movie had that. Um, yeah. It's funny that we talk about like this movie, not having that because I felt the same way, even sitting in the movie, right. like, Oh, I'm just waiting for this massive, like, aha, full body chills moment. And some of the twists at the end and seeing, you know, what, what at this point felt inevitable is that like this, this prowler that we don't see right now will be miles in every other yeah. iteration of the universe in which he lives in. Uh, but I would then just have a moment to be like, right, but what's wrong with this, this movie? There's really nothing yeah. wrong with this movie. You know, it's, right. and it's right. It was that weird, like, you know, it, I felt spoiled, you know, cause I, yeah. I thought back to fellowship of the ring and I was a Tolkien head already at a young age. So sure. I knew it was going to happen, but there was definitely Nerd. somebody in the back in Lampasas that was like, huh? And it was just like, <laughs> they were so pissed. It was like, dude, it was three yeah. hours long. What made you think? You think you, you were just prepared <laughs> to sit here for 10 hours? You thought this was? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And you, the tickets were cheap for that. You think you could just pay nine bucks for 10 hours? <laughs> and see all of it? Yeah. <laughs> huh? Yeah. I had that same thought, though, of like, oh, man, there's no Sunflower equivalent for this movie. Yeah. There's no song that I'd be like, oh, I forgot that was from spider Verse. soundtrack, Switch. though, regardless. It was an excellent it was an incredible soundtrack. But I do agree that it, it didn't have, like, something about Sunflower and that What's Up Danger, it felt like it was like, those songs are now Spider-Man songs to me. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. this movie doesn't yeah. have one of those for me. And we that can talk. And, and we, Hero from Spider-Man 2. Yeah. We can talk trilogy- specifically because of just Spider-Man in general has a handful of them, but also we know this is going to be a trilogy, but it's like we've talked about before how it's tough to beat the, the drip of that first, the first time. Right. And I do wonder if that, if we'll ever be, if we'll ever have that again, you know, like a wallflower moment or a hello danger moment. This production team feels like you missed both both of them wrong. Sunflower. I said wallflower. (laughs) (laughs) I hate me. I hate me. It absolutely kills my momentum. How did you do that? Absolutely kills it. I broken. I am broken. (laughs) I can't. I mean, Uh, it's just no. Don't even correct me. I don't even want to talk about it. Right. It just doesn't. I hear that though. We might Nothing not get ever, it again. I don't want y'all to be right. sad when it never sure. happens again because sure. you can't change the first time. Right. Because yeah. we're never ever going to see Miles decide to be Spider Man for Dude, the first time again. We right? saw all the Avengers crew with that shot that goes 360 around them multiple yep. times. We'll never feel the same Didn't way the, like first the first time never hit squatted like it in 2012. Yep. But then again, Endgame 100%. brought them all back. So maybe it's like, hey, it's just going to feel a little bit different. But I know myself. Yeah. And if you put. If you put Miles's dad in danger and you put obstacles between Miles and saving his dad that he has to overcome very quickly in order to save his dad. Do they drop what's up danger again? I hope. Do they do it again? Yeah. Especially because they didn't touch it in this. If they bring back Sunflower and what's up danger in the next movie, I think it works. Yeah. I really do. I think so too. 
I yep. really do. I think Sunflower is the credit song. Like the closing scene is is Sunflower for the next one. And I do think they bring back What's Up Danger when he when he dives up <laughs> to save his dad. Yeah. I just got chills about a scene that doesn't exist. <laughs> Hello, Danger and Wallflower. Is that what I said? Yep. No, you no, got that it. That is you exactly what you said. Maybe that's what they're called in your universe. <laughs> like all the little Easter egg voice acting was like, Saoirse Ronan, Matt McConaughey. Hey, you got it. You got it. You got, you got, got it. Timothy Chalamet. <laughs> yeah, you got it. <laughs> Maybe Carter's our variant, our, our anomaly. In every other universe, you're not supposed to be Carter. There's only you're one. supposed to be Krator. It's supposed to be Crater. I'll take it. Curtis. Let's rate. Yeah, let's rate it. Let's Curtis. rate this Curtis. using science. <laughs> Curtis. Curtis. You're supposed to be Curtis Willer. Oh, gosh. We're going to rate this episode using science, uh, the scientific cinema scale uh, specifically, and it's perfect and as follows. The best thing we could ever say about a movie is own it, don't lend it, buy Buy that that poster. poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it and last but certainly least the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. I'm going to go first. Yep. Yep. I don't want to be influenced by you. Not that I ever am. As the only Carter. Um, I can't not buy the poster. And it's, 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 it's not one of those things to where I can like look ahead and be like, well, I'm just doing the work now so I don't have to do the work later. Sure. You know, and to come back, well, now that I see them all three together, there's, there's nothing, like if I'm reviewing this movie frame to frame, there's really hardly anything wrong with it. And in sure. a series that is doing so much new... Thinking a first that we'll never get back is watching an animation style like Into the Spider Verse for the first time in theaters, yeah, and being like, "What on earth?" and "How is what this is working?" This? Yeah, we talked about it before the movie a little bit, but there's not too many movies that more is more is even a thing. Mm-hmm. Like more is more works, especially in making anything in Hollywood. If it does, it's because it's comical, because it's Fast and Furious, and more is more. Everything else is like less is more, kind of know what you're working with. Just go, go, go. But yeah, I have to buy the poster. I don't think there's anything wrong. And the only things that are frustrating is just good storytelling. So I I buy the poster for Across the Spider-Verse. Sure. I'm also going to buy the poster for Across the Spider-Verse. It is slightly smaller than the poster for Into the Spider-Verse because I think Into the Spider-Verse is slightly better. And I think Beyond the Spider-Verse is going to, hit that emotional center that this one doesn't quite reach for me. But what a movie. Oh my goodness. This is a, an easy poster. Yeah. For us to even have conversations around, I've not, I have not heard either of you and there's not anyone else that I know that knows more about superhero movies, but specifically Spider-Man than the two of y'all. Y'all aren't worried. No. Right? No, not at all. No. How rare is that? Isn't that bizarre? Yeah, You're they not worried about the second half of a super cliffhanger of a movie of your yeah, favorite not character. At not at all. That's yeah. amazing. I'm confident. I'm buying, I'm buying it. Um, the lack of emotional payoff is a tough hurdle for me, which stems from just the front and center part oneness of this whole thing. And um, I'm still working, sifting through how I feel about it. And I mean, the rating could change, but I, I'm buying it. It's an incredible, incredible movie. 
I'm going to watch it probably two more times before the new one comes out. I mean, I really will. I loved this. Yeah. I just am, I'm yeah. wrestling. I'm wrestling a little bit. It, yeah. I'm I'm I struggling. It's a buy. Appreciate I the love honesty, it. man. It's so good. Um, so that's Appreciate that's that, that's across the Spider Verse. Tune in in about uh, ten months for uh, Beyond the Spider Verse, which I'm very very I cannot wait. I'm so dude. pumped. I, it's going to be fantastic. Um, but yeah, that's that's this. I think our next episode is Asteroid City in a couple weeks, right? It is. Yeah. It is. And Asteroid then, City. Something that I have been emotionally preparing for for many, many months is going to see Dial of Destiny with my good friend Doge. That's oh, two weeks oof. after that. Boys, I read a review on IGN for Dial of Destiny, and the <sighs> subheader, the subheading of the review was we didn't realize how good we had it with Kingdom of the Crystal Skull. Woof. Stop. I think it's about to be a classic 2020s Lucasfilm major stinker. I'm so sorry. What if it doesn't instead it doesn't of seeing me. that movie, we just all uh, stare at a wall for a couple hours and review that experience? Hmm. My wall hmm. had marks on it. What about you guys? <laughs> <laughs> mine, uh, mine made a movie 15 years ago about being too old to play this role, and now is making another movie about being too old to do this. <laughs> That's weird. It's weird. Weird how that goes. Super strange. Crazy. Super strange. Well, tune in for uh, Asteroid City. I really can't wait for that movie. That's one I do feel confident about. It's going to be. It's like it's like droids for your ass. It's like droids for your ass. <laughs> to end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and what type of Spider-Man we would be in our universe if we were bited by a spider. For two junks and a hunk, my name is Jordan Wonders, and I think we'd all three be bitten together. And fuse Aww. into one Aww. three-headed oh, no. entity known as the Spydra. And if you Ooh, chop off one good. of our heads, uh, that's eight great. more grow back. Uh-oh. That's great. Too many Spydra. So don't chop mine off first or we're going to railroad every conversation. <laughs> oh, it's eight of the same head? Yeah. Uh-oh. Can you imagine seven more of me? Yeah, cut. let's cut Carter's head off first. <laughs> let's yeah. get eight Carters to help mediate the other heads that come yeah in. i think that'll be good <laughs> yeah i have always wanted more of me to handle y'all i think yeah. it'd be helpful yeah i'm doge and if i got bit by a spider i think the kind of spider-man i would be would be very beautiful very powerful people would love him adore him probably like everybody's favorite um extremely strong nothing bad happens he doesn't lose any fights. Um, it's the, he actually doesn't even have to Dom fight. Toretto. It's Dom Toretto. Yeah, it's um, Spider Turtle. <laughs> spider Turtle. Speaking of Spider Turtle, TMNT looks amazing. Yeah, Ninja Turtles looks great. I'm Spider Turtle and I wear my trusty, <laughs> my trusty Spife beater <laughs> into battle. <laughs> Try to dodge Sparger. <laughs> Um, all about spamily. I'm Carter. Anything from the clues, and I would be I would be bitten. I would be bitten by the spider, with the knowledge of you know. I think I would have tried to uh, encourage this spider to bite me because I live in a world where there's already other Spider Men's. Mm. I'm like, yes, dude. So I'm you know. down for a big life change, yeah. but I'm the only one 
that it kind of makes me much less fit. Mm. Oh, much less capable. And I would just, the, the tabloids would just call me whiter man. Hmm. With a D. With a D. Wider. Wider. Spider chubs. Like W-H-Y? Spider chubs. Like wider. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like wide. Oh, wider. Yeah. Wider, not whiter. I thought you, wider. I thought you meant wider. No, no, no. Wider. Wider man. Do you have to say this whole thing every time you introduce yourself? Wider man. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>